This is KF4VT. Welcome back. Today we have another message from Brother David Keene, pastor of Clarkson Baptist Church. I want to think about something today that just kind of my heart today. I mean, just, just like, uh, you know, um, the first of the year, 2020, remember when 2020 first started off, we had on our preachers everywhere talked about that 2020 vision. And boy, have our eyes been opened. <laughs> have our eyes been opened in 2020 as we begin to end this year. I want to tell you what Satan's doing. I want to tell you what Satan has been busy. You think about what has happened in this year around us, in the community, in our world, in our country. Satan has been so busy this year, and I think this virus that's going around, I think it's of Satan. Now I want to tell you, I believe uh, God allows everything that happens. I believe that in my heart. He can allow it. He can cut it out. He is a mighty God. He can stop it today. Uh, I know that. I just know that in my heart that God allows things to happen. He allows Satan to go ahead and uh, get, get, go ahead and get out there some. Uh, but all in all, God's in control of it all. But in 2020, we 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 said, you know, we we're gonna look at positive and you know have a great vision. You know, preachers everywhere were speaking that message. You know, of something about the 2020 vision, perfect sight. Well, I believe our eyes have been completely open this year. To what Satan's doing, but to what God can do too. And I want to tell you, Satan has been so busy. I want you to think about some things that's happened this year. And I'm, we're not talking about the year. We're going to talk about Jesus here. We're going to talk about this, uh, the Christmas story. But I want to tell you, think about what's happened this year. The things that's come up. This election. Oh man, on oh, the hit now evil. That man just. Politicians against everybody. I mean, it's the government, this and that, you know, good. They, I mean, it's just. Uh, and then the racial tension with Black Lives Matter and all that comes up. I don't tell you, Satan's in that, you know, and just, hey, uh, all this thing and make division. I want to tell you, that's not what Satan's about. It's causing division and causing hurt. And he divides people against each other. And brings all kind of, even even in our little state, you know, we bring up a flag and we get all ill about that, you know. Well, I want to tell you, if we're worshiping a flag, we're worshiping wrong anyway. Uh, and we worship a, a president. Uh, if we get up there, I've never seen before, I've never seen bush flags flagging around on somebody's truck, you know, and all this, you know. I, I, but if we get to where we're worshiping somebody else, God's going to get our attention. And when we get to live by fear, like this coronavirus has brought upon us. When we honestly, you know, we're fearful. I mean, folks, we need to be wise. We really do. Because it's a real thing. And we got real people hurting. <coughs> real people dying. Uh, so it's a real thing. And, but we need to, but we better know something else. We serve a real God. We serve a real God and we got to trust Him. I believe the message God wants to get to us is trust me. Be wise, trust me, listen to me, be obedient to me, trust me, and worship me. And I think about this Christmas season as we get across this Christmas season as it's coming, and we get up here and like angels say, get too busy, we, we, we leave, you know, 
Jesus. I'd always get even get busy in a Christmas program and we get wound up with things, gotta do this and gotta do that, and we get busy doing for others and being the, we forget about what the story is about. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. It's about what God gave us. The title of the message is For God so loved the world he gave. Gave. For God so loved the world he gave. Does anybody know how to finish that one? I'll, I'll help you finish that. Let's go in, in John 3.16. It says this. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved this world. I want to focus on something, what God did and what God gave and what we give back. I want us to think about what God gave us. He gave us His only Son. Now I want to tell you folks, we know how to give around here. We know how to give around here. I want to tell you, I thank you for being givers. Yeah, you were givers way before I got here. I want to tell you, I saw when I walked in here the first time and saw Awanas, I saw people giving their time, their energy, young people. It excited me. Uh, and it's something that drew me. I said, uh, it was a message from God said, this is the place. Uh, whether you're going to struggle with it or not, this is the place you need to be. Where people give not only their time and their energy, but their money. When there's a need, you say, hey, we need to give. People give. We learn that from God. But I want to tell you something, folks. I want you to be reminded of something, folks, today. That God gave His only Son, perfect Son, for us. That whoever believes in Him, that trusts in Him, accepts Him, Jesus, will have everlasting life. That's what God gave us. That's what God gave us on that Christmas, first Christmas morn. That's what God gave us. Wow. He gave His only Son. I want to tell you, you think about this for a little bit. We can give our time and we can give our money and we can do that. But He gave His Son a part of Him. I can't even fathom that. I can't even grab hope of what God did and how much He loved me and how much I let Him down. I can't even grab hope of how much God loved me and you. And y'all about as useless as I am. I mean, really. I mean, in all, let's be, I mean, we need to soak that in what God gave us. If there was nobody else in the world with this group of folks in this parking lot and in here, if there was no, God would have sent His Son just for us. And we can't grab hold of how much love that is. If it would be just one of us, God would have done that. He gave His only Son for those believing in Him that will trust Him. And He knew that there would be some, a multitude, a multitude. The majority of the people will never accept Him, believe Him, and trust Him. But for the ones that believed Him, He sent His Son. For the ones that wouldn't, He sent His Son. His only Son. 
that who would trust in Him so they wouldn't perish. So they would never go to hell. There was only one way that we can make it to heaven. That's accept Jesus, that perfect gift that God gave us. It's Jesus. It's not Mary. It's Jesus. It's not Joseph. It's not the Apostle Paul. It's Jesus. There's only one way to get to heaven, and that's Jesus. Accepting Jesus. Not knowing about Jesus. Not believing there was a Jesus. Not even believing that it was His Son. But accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Asking to forgive your sin. That's how we get to heaven. No perish. He did that so no one should have to perish. It's getting good. What God gave us. And that we would have everlasting life in heaven. That we'd live for Him, with Him forever. Everlasting life forever. I want to tell you a key verse. I didn't put this on the screen, but I want to read this one. And when sometimes we leave this out when we... we uh, when we talk about John 3.16. But John 3.17 is a real important verse. It says this, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. We think Jesus came to point fingers. Jesus didn't come here to point fingers. Jesus came here to save the world. And God so loved us so much that He gave His Son to save the world. That's good stuff. If we go no further, that's good stuff. Well, I want to I read something else. We started right there, but there's another verse of Scripture I want to look at. And I want us to look a little deeper into it. I want us to look at it with heart. And it's in Isaiah 9. Of our six. And I would like to read that and then we're going to go back and look at this a little bit. And I want us to look and see, see exactly what this says. Now I want to tell you when Isaiah was doing this and when he was uh, prophesying this, it was in a time of need. The, the, the God's people were in a time of need. They were in turmoil. They were in trouble. Well, let me tell you as we remind this uh, verse again, God's people were in a time of turmoil. And we're in time of trouble. And we have things running around us and our life and our family and our individual lives and burdens in our problems. We're toting around. And I want to tell you what God sent His Son for is to change this. That we would have somebody to grab hold of. And that Jesus in us lives in us through the Holy Spirit. The Jesus in us is the Holy Spirit. When we accept Jesus... As a personal Savior. When we come to that tower, we know that we, 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 we haven't got Jesus in our heart. We have to say, I need Jesus in my heart. I don't know how to get Him there, but I need Jesus in my heart. And we just cry out to God, I need you. Not understanding every little detail about that. But I just need you. I need you to forgive me where I failed you. And I want to accept Jesus in my heart. When that time comes, the Holy Spirit lives in you forever. And leads you, guides you, directs you, if you listen, if we listen. There's a time of turmoil in this in God's children. And Isaiah was given some hope. And he gave it to others. And I want to read this one verse. 
It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's what God gave you. That's what God gave us. Isaiah said there's coming one that's going to give us all that. And we know his name is Jesus. And we know that's the one that's going to change the world. That's the one that's going to give the world hope and peace. Oh, it's not somebody, it's not some church, it's not some amount of money. It's not what you do or how busy you are. It's Jesus, folks. For God so loved the world, He gave you Jesus. That you shouldn't perish, but live everlasting life with Him. Oh, isn't that a good story? Isn't that a beautiful story? But as, 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 I, as Isaiah says in this, it describes this, a child is born, a son is given. Do we understand the magnitude of what God's doing? I sent part of me to this old ugly world. Not to condemn you, but to save you, to give you hope and peace. Something to grab hold of. A child is born, a son is given. Do we really understand the magnitude of this? Do we understand what it says? Do we understand exactly? I'd like to read a verse, and you don't have to turn there, but in Acts 4 12, it says, Now there is salvation, there is, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It's Jesus. A child is born, a son is given. I want to tell you, we can give a check, we can give our time, we can give our energy, but until we understand giving a son, a perfect son, with no flaws, a part of you, we can't understand what giving is all about. A son is given, and he goes on to another, another phrase in there, and the government will be Upon his shoulder. All of it will be on his shoulder. He will be in charge. He's going to be the one that comes back. He's the one that's in charge. The government shall be on his shoulder. All rules, all laws will be on his shoulder. He's got all the authority that's been given to him. That's who I'm sending to you. That's who the greatest gift there is. There's going to be someone that the government is on his shoulders. It's all there. He still is in control of it all. The next phrase is here, and I would like to look at this. It's wonderful counselor. Oh, when I think about wonderful counselor, in some, uh, in some of your Bibles it will have a comma between wonderful and counselor, but they kind of go together. He is wonderful, and he is a counselor. It kind of goes together. It can go together, but it means the same thing. He is wonderful. He is amazing. He is marvelous. And He is a counselor. He is an advisor. He is a director. He is a guide. I want to tell you, we look at Jesus' life on this earth and we look at Jesus and we look and count on the Holy Spirit as He leads us and guides us and directs us. 
in our life. He is a wonderful counselor if we trust Him and ask Him, Lord, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? Wonderful counselor, advisor. That's what God is sending us. That is what God is sending us. One that will change the world. One that will change your life if you accept Him. Wonderful counselor. Mighty God. Mighty God enough to stop disease. Do you believe that God's big enough to stop a disease? What about leprosy? What about palsy? What about COVID? What about cancer? Our mighty God can do that. And you wonder why not. Maybe it's to get this world's attention. And we think about this Christmas season. I don't know of another Christmas that has been so hard to focus on God. Because of so many things. And I want to tell you, you can go to a conversation, you can talk to, and when we go to, when we meet somebody outside this week, we will talk about COVID or we will talk about a mask. We will talk about this. We will talk about business. We will talk about what we're getting for our kids or what we're not getting for our kids or how we have to order or Amazon orders coming in. We'll talk about everything, but we'll quit focusing on Jesus. Mighty God can stop everything. Mighty God can save us. This mighty Jesus, I want to tell you, Jesus was the one who could stop it all. Blindness. Lame. They walked again. The ones that were having fits and having seizures, He stopped it. Mighty God is who He is. He walked on this earth and that mighty God is still alive today. He is a mighty God. That we have to trust Him. Who are you trusting today? What are you trusting today? Are we trusting God? We have to trust God. Yes, things don't go our way. Things go wrong. We make mistakes. We stumble. We fall. But there's a mighty God that picks us up and lets us start over. The mighty God is who He is. Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father that He lives forever. That's who we're sending today. The everlasting Father. The one that's in charge. The one that you can go to. Through the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you God. I want to talk to you Jesus. I want to talk to you. i got some things going on in my life. we got some things going on in my life. Father, this is who I want to come to. I'm trusting you and I'm loving you. I'm counting on you. I've messed up. I've stumbled. I've been focusing on you and I've focused on everything else. And you're the everlasting Father. Go run to Him. Drop everything and run to Him. But the last one I want to look at is the one we probably need the most this year is the Prince of Peace. How many of us in here, how many of us here need that Prince of Peace? 
I want to tell you, God sent His Son. He loved us so much that He sent His Son, the Prince of Peace, the one that calms the storm, no matter how big your storm is. No matter how big the events happen, He's the one that can calm the storm. He's the one that brings peace. No matter what happens. He's the one that calms the sea. He's the one that's there when trouble's there. When the turmoil is there, He's the one that's there. He's the one that shows up. He's the one that sends somebody with that comforting word. Or that arm around the shoulder. Even when it's illegal. The Prince of Peace. He's the one that will never leave you or forsake you. Some of you know what it's like for somebody to leave you and forsake you. Some of you know how to watch that loved one you just love so much. Not of their fault that they left you. But He's the one that will never leave you or forsake you. Some of you don't know the joy of just trusting Jesus. And I don't know how people make it through the tragedies of life and the diseases of life and the hurts of life without having Jesus there. I don't know how it happens. But I want to tell you, having Jesus in your heart, knowing that He will never leave you or forsake you, He will give you peace when war is happening all around. Whether it's a disease, or whether it's a turmoil in your family, or whether it's a scary thing of tomorrow, He'll never leave you or forsake you. That's what God gave you. That's how much God loved you. He gave you a prince of peace. It can calm your storm and can calm my storm. And no matter what happens tomorrow or next week or weeks later, He is the Prince of Peace. And God loved us so much, He gave us a Prince of Peace. He gave us a mighty God, an everlasting Father. He gave us someone that would be there. A wonderful counselor. That's what He gave us. That's what He gave the world. Hope. And peace and comfort and even joy. That's what God gave us. The gift from God that He loved us so much He gave. But what do we do with this gift? What do we do with this gift? What do we do with this gift? I want to tell you, I'll give you an example here. And I know what I don't know if y'all's house are like this. We get so many presents on that uh, Christmas morn, but I have seen it happen. We get so many kids. Kids get so many presents they'll forget some of them when they leave our house. They'll forget some of them. Didn't miss them. What do we do with the gift that God gave us, though? We should cherish it. We should use it. This gift of peace, it should overflow out of us. We should use it. Ronnie, I, I'll, give you, I'll use you as an example here. I think I know the answer. 
Hey, you know, all you hunters out here, man, we like a new rifle better than anything, man. A new gun or something, man, we just love that. But would you rather have one of them that just hangs on the wall, that did one of them collector's editions, or would you want one to use? You want one to use, wouldn't you? I would too. I want the one that's got some skints on it. I want some that's got a little scratches on it here and there. I want one to use. What are we doing with the gift that God has given us? Are we letting it sit in there? Are we just letting that gift of peace in there? That gift of love? What are we doing with it? And what are we giving back? God, understand this, folks. God gave us the greatest gift of all. He gave us Jesus. He gave us the counsel of the Prince of Peace, our salvation. Did we accept that gift? Or did we ignore it and leave it on the floor? Did we use it? Or are we giving back? You know what I'm going to tell you? I'm going to share something from my heart. I have been grieving the last week. I guess grieving because of what's coming up in this day and how busy we'll be. And I'm just trusting God to take the steps out there and do this and to have this program tonight. I mean, I have called for the wise counsel. I have called some of my... And the wise counsel... I want to tell you, I got reimbursed this morning, I guess, for what I'm feeling. Go ahead and do this as safe as possible. And trusting God in this. No matter what. But I want to tell you, I was reimbursed this morning about giving. And I know this church is doing what God wants to do as a whole. Is trying to touch this community, making a difference in the community, touching lives, giving back, and giving our best. This morning, somebody dropped by the house to give a big donation to the church. And I'm thinking, you know, they didn't have to do that. But they know what God is using this church and has for many years. And God's got a purpose and a plan for this church. May go through some struggles and ups and downs, but God's got a plan for this church. I know that in my heart. And we have to trust Him. And part of it is, what are we giving back? Well, I want to tell you, it's a giving bunch of folks. Giving energy. I see this all through. I come up here and I look down here. I see people down here painting or doing something or redoing, cleaning up. And it's not just one or two. It's a whole different variety of giving. What are we giving back? When the call is to give to somebody in need, give. What are we giving back to God? I hope you know that you've got to give it all. If you never give your heart to Jesus, today is the day. What a great time of year to trust Him for the rest of your life. What are you giving back, folks? I want you to think about some things. What God has given you, think about this just for a little bit. Think about what God has given you. You know what He's given you. Boy, He's put you up when you've been down. He carried you when you've been... And he has done so much for you and you haven't noticed sometimes. But what are you giving back to God? 
Some of you are giving back angry lives. You got something way down in you, and it's angry. It's bitterness. Is that what you're giving God back? He wants you to give joy. He wants you to give love. Some are dealing with anger. We just hold it in. And that's what we're giving back to God. And I want to tell you, when you're angry inside, when you're hurt inside, when you're bitter inside, you can't cover it up by writing a check. It shows. Some are giving love and love and love. Thank you. And God says, keep going. Some are giving selfishness. What I'm giving back to God, God has blessed me. And I'm going to be selfish. I'm going to stay selfish. It's going to be about me and my family. We're going to have the, uh, the shine spotlight on me. Some are giving back selfishness. And some are giving back everything. Energy. They're giving back time. They're giving back obedience. I hope you're being obedient to God and trusting God and listening to His voice and being obedient to Him. Are you giving the joy that He's giving you? Are you giving it back? What are you giving back to God? He gave His only begotten Son that you and I should not perish but have everlasting life. He didn't send His Son to condemn the world. He sent His Son to save the world. And you're part of the world. Do you know that you know that you know that Jesus is in your heart? If you don't, this is the day to make it right. If there's some things and you look at your life and you know what God has given you and you're one of His children and you know and you're not giving back what you ought to, you're holding on to some anger, you let go. You're holding on to some bitterness, you let go of it. So you can give your all back to Him. You know what? When somebody gives you a gift, you always want to give one back, don't you? Sometimes you're not able to and you just give them the gift of thank you. But what are you giving back to God? We talked this morning what God gave us. But what are you giving back? You know what I like to give? I like to give my heart. I like to give my life. I like to give my all. What are you giving God today? Let's all stay. You can find more of David King's messages on the Clarkson Baptist Church Facebook page or YouTube channel.